helping church leaders amplify their impact and reach their communities. This is the Amplified Impact Podcast. Hey, digital communicators, welcome to the Amplified Impact Podcast. I'm John Falk, your host, and this is episode number 15, Video with Gary Molander. Now, we talk about all kinds of great stuff uh, in this episode about how to use video effectively in your church services, how to create videos on a shoestring budget, uh, resources you can use to make your videos really pop. So you're definitely going to want to stay tuned for, for my interview with Gary. But before we jump in, let me just say it's great to be back. Uh, with you. I had taken a little hiatus from publishing the podcast and it's great to be back doing another episode. Uh, Don't worry, everything's going well. I just had a lot of plates uh, spinning in the air and just felt like I needed to set a few of them down for a little while. And so thank you for sticking with me here. Uh, That means a lot. And if you're new here, welcome. Um, glad to have you, and we've got a number of amazing guests um, both lined up and in the archives, so be sure to check out uh, the past uh, podcast episodes. Now, if you haven't heard, we are about to open the doors to the Amplified Impact, Pot, Amplified Impact Blueprint course. Um, they may already be open depending on when you're listening to this episode, Um, And this is the church communication course that covers social media, branding, communication strategy, working with volunteers, uh, and so much more. It's basically everything that I learned running church communications for over a decade and helping my church grow from 500 to 2,500 in weekend attendance. So uh, if you're at all interested in that, head over to AmplifiedImpact.org and check it out. We've got a ton of resources that we're giving away as part of this and and in the um, course as well. We've lowered the price and enrollment is only going to be open for about one week. So check it out. Uh, Head over there and, and see all the great stuff. All right, well, let's get to it. Um, so this is how it, this is how it goes. I, I received an email from Brewster, uh, Stephen Brewster. You all know him. I interviewed him in episode number five. And when Brewster says you need to interview someone, you interview them. And so I got this email saying, "Hey, you should interview Gary Molander on your podcast." And so when he when I got the email, I was just like, "I've got to have him." Uh, on the podcast and I started looking through his stuff on Floodgate and realized I've actually used a number of his videos over the years while um, I was doing church ministry stuff full time. So uh, it was great to get to connect with him. Gary Molander has nearly two decades of ministry experience. He's a pastor, he's an author, and now he runs Floodgate Productions where they create videos for churches to use. And he's doing a number of other awesome things that you'll find out about as well. He loves pouring into the church. Uh, he loves pouring into creatives, into artists, and he really has a passion for the church. So here's my interview with Gary. Hey Gary, thanks so much for being on the podcast. Great to be here, John. So much fun. Love doing this stuff. Hey, Gary. So for those that uh, may not be familiar with your work and all of your experience, why don't you kind of give us uh, your background and and what you're up to? Absolutely. So I was a full-time creative arts pastor for 17 years, have my master's in whatever it is. I don't even remember what it's in, but I've got a master's and I went to seminary and I, I learned Greek and I did the whole thing and I served in the church for a really long time. 
And uh, when I was 40 years old, had a bit of an identity crisis. And uh, to be honest, would probably have lost my marriage and three daughters at the time. And uh, I was really married to the church and I had terrible boundaries and just, Mm. just bad. And so the people I should have been saying no to were the people at church. (laughs) Instead, I went home and said no to my family every night. And uh, so it was, it was an easy thing for me to say, I'm not just going to quit this church. I'm going to quit being pastor Gary. Mm -hmm. That was, that, that was the thing. So, out of that, I kind of, I was in desperation mode and you know how that is. And you just like, what am I going to do now? And so this video thing was just starting to come to the fore. And, uh, and so started this little video company and found out that churches might actually download a video that I made Hmm. and they might actually pay 20 bucks for it. Crazy. Yeah. And so like, I think there's a business here. Anyway, that's how the whole thing got started. Man, it sounds like, I don't know, like you were reading my diary or I, I needed to meet you like a decade ago because I, I was definitely <laughs> in like the, uh, you know, work really hard at church kind of, um, you know, and not have much time left over for my family. I have four kids. So, oh, wow. um, yeah, so man, it sounds like we were on parallel tracks. Mine was just probably a little bit after yours. So I, I, we needed this interview about a, a decade ago. <laughs> I'm so sorry. I, 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 I wrote a book about it. I don't know. I, I wish I wish I would have known you back then. But yeah, uh, that's cool. I'm, I'm glad. One of, the hard, one of the hardest and easiest decisions I ever made. I don't know how it was for you, but that certainly how it was for me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So um, now you're doing videos, you're creating all these, video. these videos. Yes, so. um, I've used some of your videos when I was on staff at a church. I was looking back <laughs> through your archives. That's I saw great. the gift of worship oh, and, no. you know, the, the uh, I can't remember some of the other names of them, but definitely have used a, a lot of your stuff over the years. So um, that's pretty cool. So uh, how have you seen church video change, you know, over the last decade or two? You've been doing this a long time. You know, how has the use of video in churches changed? Well, I mean, I think originally the most cutting edge churches were using Hollywood video clips. Hmm. That's kind of where it started, you know, and they were getting killed for it, by the way, too. I remember setting up an old camera right in front of my my, you know, analog TV and uh, and recording just a clip of Dumb and Dumber that I would show on on Sunday morning. That's awesome. (laughs) I think that's what's that. I said, that's awesome. I, I, I think it was. It was one of the really funny scenes. Um, and then it kind of morphed into uh, man on the street videos. Do you remember those? Where oh, I've, I've recorded many, many man on the street videos. Right. And you've been, then you've been kicked out of malls and you've been kicked out of places. And, yes. and all, all of those things. And it's... Uh, it was good for them, but boy, it's so embarrassing. I'm, I think I'm an, I'm more of an introvert, honestly, at heart. I'm kind of a fake extrovert. I hated those things. I just hated going and doing those things, but, um, it seemed to work at the time. And then, um, you know, kind of the green screen announcements came and, and they were real popular. And, uh, I don't know if they still are or not. I'm not sure. Um, most of them, some of them are done poorly, and so as you know, the you can see more green than you can tan in the face. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then the the direction it's really moving in these days, it seems to be 
that churches are telling stories mm-hmm. and they're telling personal stories of of real people in their congregation and in their community. Mm-hmm. And that seems to be where we where we sit today. Hmm. So how so how do you, how does the church I, I know this is I didn't I wasn't planning to ask you this. That's but, all right. You know, um, there's churches that range the gamut in terms of resources to do this kind of stuff. You know, we're, we're I'm working with some churches right now that are few few hundred people and they don't oh, yeah. they don't have any right. kind of creative staff at all. And then obviously there's there's much larger churches that are in the thousands that have creative staff and volunteers that are pretty high capacity with this kind of stuff. So, um, you know, where where can a church start if they're you know don't have the staff or the resources to kind of pull that off, or or what's even needed to pull it off these days? Yeah. So here's the great news. The great news is every church has that 16 to 18 year old kid. Mm-hmm. I promise. Who's <laughs> like, I want to be a video guy. I want to be a filmmaker. And they've got an iPhone or they've, right, they've got an Android, something like that. Mm-hmm. So I would say the starting point is to identify that kid and then pour into him or pour into her. Right. And then I would just say, start listening for people in your church to tell uh, what stories are they telling? Are they, still, are they telling stories of mended marriages? Are they telling stories of um, finding my way back to God? You know, what, what stories are they telling? And then just have this kid that you pour into ask the basic, basic, basic story arc questions, right? Mm-hmm. What's good, then introduce the conflict, and then present a road to redemption. Mm-hmm. That's it. Mm-hmm. it, it. It doesn't have to be as complicated as we make it. It really doesn't. Yeah. It yeah. Really doesn't. Um, we've done a number of stories. If, if, if you want pre done stories mm-hmm. like, like that, uh, on, on our client side, we have a, a client who has hired us to, to interview really high profile athletes. Mm. And, um, you can go to the increase.com, um, comes from John three thirty, where he must de- uh, he must increase and I must decrease. Mm. So it's called TheIncrease.com, and we we told over 50 stories of Drew Brees and Brandon Marshall and Adam Wainwright and I mean just Clayton Kershaw. And I just it, so if you're wanting if you're if you're cool with athletics, there's some great stories. They're about four minutes long each, and they're made for the church. Hmm. So that's certainly that would certainly be a good starting point too. Well, and I think you bring up a good point because the video. You know, I think it, there kind of was a time where it had to be really polished and really, yeah. really well done. And now I think with all of the live video, Instagram stories, Facebook video, everything, you know, the the cell phone is acceptable for, you know, kind of the raw, personal, Absolutely. Um, unpolished story is, 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 is what people want even, you know. And so I think that's really, I think, helping churches in terms of not having to have the five or ten thousand dollar camera and all this stuff no I, you know what i think you're exactly right i would even put a lot more stock in the in the in the musical underscore hmm. uh than in the way the way it looks and so what if it's not framed right i'm probably not framed right mm-hmm. right now <laughs> so what you know yeah um, if you can get the story if you can get a story of a marriage that was ready for divorce and then something happened right there's a God connection there. And then now they're okay. If you can just get that story hmm. and then put a, a song, and I'll, I'll, I'll talk about kind of where we get our music later, but 
Um, that's even more important because it's those it's that music that really touches the emotions. Yeah, yeah, I, I, and there's so many great resources now uh, for, for music that it's we can get into that in a little bit. But I think yeah. that, that there's lots of you know things that you didn't have a decade or two ago. So, um, so as churches are either making their own videos, they they find the the teenager, the college student. Um, they make some videos, they download some videos from online. You know, how do you think um, churches can use them most effectively in their services? What have you seen churches doing? What do, what do you recommend? You know, so I would say over the last probably four to five years, and it's kind of funny, it started with that video you mentioned, the gift of work. <laughs> Won't go that, away, right? To be honest with you, that was my rant. That was a complete rant, and that doesn't need to go in this, but um, I was just ranting against the 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 way worship was becoming music mm-hmm. it's just synonymous yeah, and it was yeah. a rant of mine mm-hmm. i didn't think anybody would download it mm-hmm. uh but what i would say is this um i think the worship starter video has become real popular you know when i was a worship pastor and you know you're in the band right and you yep. used to like i was so psyched every every sunday morning every saturday night like i i was ready to hit the stage what I realized is that, is that no one else was. Mm-hmm. And so these worship starter videos just remind people, okay, there's a God and I'm not him. Mm-hmm. And uh, maybe something in my heart just needs to come now with open hands and surrender. Mm-hmm. And that's what a good worship starter video, they're 90 seconds long. We, <laughs> we have a, we have a guy who just bought a new drone and so we live in California and uh, he went up to the mountains and he flew the drone and he went to the Pacific Ocean and he flew the drone and we just took Psalm 95 come let us worship and bow down and that you know that one mm-hmm, mm-hmm. just put it over drum shots wow put some music to it and that's it mm. that's it and that became a really good worship starter mm-hmm. video. And we, we, we like doing those because our core belief is that people don't come to church like ready yeah. to worship. They're just, they're just not there. Our lives are just too, too busy, too noisy. We yeah. fought with our wives or our significant others on the way. And the kids are driving us crazy. And then all of a sudden, some greeters at the front door going, hi, how are you? And you have to go, fine which is like the Christian F word. And, and, and you just, you know, yeah. and so take, I think the worship starter video has, has been something. And then, and then again, I, I mentioned this already, but I'll just mention it again. Just telling the real stories of real people hmm. um, is so stinking significant. I mentioned it's a simple arc. It's a three part arc. It doesn't need to be a big deal. Um, you know, um, and then, and I don't, I don't even know how to do this because I've never achieved success in what I'm about to say. Mm-hmm. Um, coach the pastor up on what to say coming out of the video. Mm-hmm. And I don't know what that looks like because mm-hmm. I try to coach our pastors up. And a great example was we spent forever creating this one video for my church. Mm-hmm. I mean, forever, mm-hmm. right? It, it had a song in it. What's that song? Um, what if blessings come through raindrops? What if? Oh, uh, yeah, I, I know what you're talking about, right? Yeah. Right. And so we created a, a video to go right after that. Mm-hmm. 
and it was a it was a moment you know how as a service programmer you're always like can we create a moment please yeah it was a moment and we had said look you're gonna have them right here in the best way this is sacred so what you say next matters Mm. okay i got it okay i got it i got it i got it so it was a moment and the lights do what the lights are supposed to do and the video runs and it plays and it's just amazing he comes out in this hawaiian shirt and he goes aloha oh my (laughs) wow and i just i was standing in the back and i just went holy crap what just what just happened so i would say that's a bad example. It's an extreme example, but somehow we got to be able to coach the in, end of the video and out of the video. Mm-hmm. And I would say script whatever you're going to say. Mm-hmm. Just script it. Don't get lost in the emotion of the moment. Just script it and memorize it. It's just a phrase. So anyway. Yeah. No, I think that's good. I uh, the church that I'm at now, where I'm just playing guitar. You know, we on Sunday mornings, they'll run through everything but the sermon. And so whoever's the host person that's usually coming out at that moment, you know, if it's whether it's for offering or for something else, um, you know, they get to practice in real time with the lights, with the video and everything. And I think that definitely, you know, I think having it scripted, like you said, and then actually, you know, practicing it with all the elements makes a huge difference. I think so. I really think so. Because the other option is just a bad option. <laughs> yeah. and, and I've seen that. I've, I've experienced what you're talking about a number of times where you're just like, oh, really? We just put so much time and energy and, and everything. And like it was just like, you know, not leveraged. Done. Done. And so what, yeah. what people come away with, what did people come It was an Easter service, by the way. Mm-hmm. So what do people come away with, right? Yeah. They come away with great song, great song, great video, funny, funny shirt. And where are we going to brunch? Yeah, yeah. That's it. Yeah. So anyway. Mm-hmm. That's good. That's good. Well, um, is there any other video trends or anything else you're seeing kind of work, you know, effectively today? Any any tips that you want to give just kind of in general with video and, and in churches? Yeah. Here's what I'm seeing in the in the best churches. Okay. And they, this could be evangelical. It could be liturgical. It could be, it doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. The, the most creative pastors... And the ones where they have the least, where they have the largest boxes, um, are literally willing to use video anywhere in the service, right? So you remember when it used to just be just a sermon intro, right? That's all it ever was, right? Uh, and yeah, I mentioned the worship starter, but what about to end the service? What about to send your people out into the world to remind them that they're on mission? Hmm. Actually, end the service. We did a, a, a video called the Father's Day Benediction that was meant to uh, end the Father's Day service with a actual proper benediction uh, given to dads, a blessing given to dads. Hmm. And so I think you can use it anywhere. This is, I, I'm, I've been doing a lot of, a lot of speaking. And um, when I speak in churches now, I love to do the the split video where it's a, it'll be a story video, right? And I love to do the in, I love to do the intro and then the conflict and then stop with no no resolve at all. Hmm. And I'll get up there and I'll talk and I'll do whatever 
I may not, I may not even make mention of the video, you know, let's just, and so I'll, I'll preach or I'll teach or I'll do whatever. And then at the end, I'll come back and I'll show the resolve. And by the way, when you're making a video, the resolve should never be a Christian bow that just wraps up everything just so beautifully. There's no such thing this side of heaven. Mm. So what, what we say is, it, it's not a Christian bow, but maybe it's a signpost toward redemption. Maybe it's that. Mm. Um, and so I love it when instead of a pastor going, you know, I could tell a story of a missionary in Africa, or I could show you this story. It's about four minutes. Take a look. Mm. Mm. And you just throw to the video. Yeah. Love that stuff. Hmm. Love it, love it, love it. And of course, there's countdowns. I don't know if you still use countdowns. Some churches use countdowns. They never work for us. People were still always late. So it didn't yeah, matter. yeah. <laughs> anyway, those are just some of the. I think some of the some of the trends um, that I'm seeing. Um, let me mention one more. Sure. And this is kind of cool. I've seen some churches that are creating. They're they're topical churches. So they've got a sermon series. They've got the whole thing. But right in the middle of it. They're giving people a chance to breathe and they're giving people a chance to just, it's about a five to seven minute, I guess you'd call it kind of a package, but it's a song and a tender video and a prayer, all of which ask nothing of people except to just be. Hmm. And, uh, I used to think, well, that's got to tie into the topic of the message and it's got to tie in. It, no, it doesn't. It doesn't. I've seen video used that way and it is powerful. When, when have you had, when, when's the last time a church allowed you to breathe? Hmm. I mean, literally in through your nose and out through your mouth. When's the last time? So I've seen videos, tender ones, just start to do that and ask nothing of people except to just be mm. so mm, that's cool I, I like that i think you know i think sometimes we get in just a programming kind of <laughs> rut you know where it's just like we have our formula or maybe we have a, two different formulas or three and we just kind of rotate between them and you know we always have the intro the same or the bump the same or the order you know basically the same and um you know people uh they, they, they don't want to uh, invite their friend and regret doing it. So, you know, there's certain parameters, obviously, that we want to, you know, kind of fall within. But, um, you know, I think they want to be surprised. They want to be delighted. They want to be impacted. They want to experience something that they're going to remember Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, you know, that's going to really speak to them. Um, and, and, and I think you know, we have to be creative about how we do that. And I, so I love, I love all the things that you're saying and the different ideas and the ways to kind of mix it up and, and do things a little bit differently, you know, from time to time or every week. Uh, yeah. I, I, I really think, you know, we, we look, uh, I come from an evangelical tradition. It's a Baptist tradition and we look down on uh, the whole concept of liturgy, right? Mm-hmm. We have our own liturgy. Yeah. We just don't call it that. Right. But it's exactly what you said. It's, it's called a service order from planning center. <laughs> Bring it out. <laughs> boom, 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 boom. Yeah. And it doesn't start with a blank whiteboard. It starts with a cut and paste from last week. I mean, come on. Yeah. We have our liturgies. Yeah. So 
Yeah. yeah. That's good. All right. Well, hey, um, you know, at the end of every episode, we do an amplified uh, impact speed round. So I'm going to just fire off a few questions here and uh, you can fire back some answers. So uh, my best shot. All right. Here we go. Uh, what tips do you have for planning or promoting sermon series? Um, I would say this. I would say create an elevator pitch. Hmm. And, you know, and, an and you know what that is, but um, an elevator pitch is simply um, this is what's good, but then there's conflict and we're really trying to resolve it. And it needs to be in about one sentence. The mm -hmm. concept of the elevator pitch is uh, if you're in an elevator with somebody and you have that much time to pitch the sermon series, what do you say? Mm -hmm. and so it's, it's just a quick three part, you know, for mar let's let's say for marriage, you know, it's a marriage series. Um, some of us, some of us have great marriages. Some of us have, don't, but we all want better marriages. Come get your, come see how your marriage might be transformed. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Simple. that's good. I mean, it's like a movie trailer, but in, you know, something that you can just yeah. say and communicate. Yeah. So that's good. Exactly. Uh, what's the best thing that you've done to attract new visitors to church? Uh, so I get to be involved every year in a project called football Sunday and you go to footballsunday.com and a client pays for this. It is a full sermon replacement on Super Bowl Sunday with players who are actually playing in the game. Wow. So this client flies us after championship Sunday. So when we know when the two teams are Monday morning, we're on our, we're, our whole team's on a plane to somewhere. And we work with the chaplain and we work with the believers on the team. We do quick interviews and we're off to the next team. And then we cut it all together and it's hosted last year was hosted by James Brown. I mean, wow. it's just, it's just this classic thing, right? This year it's, it'll be James Brown and Tony Dungy and Benjamin Watson in Atlanta stadium wow. where it's where the Super Bowl is going to be. Hmm. And I would say <clears throat> some pastors view Super Bowl Sunday as competition. I would say just embrace it. It is what it is. Uh, and then I would also say, what if you used it as a community outreach and you actually publicize that you can get to know the players who will be playing in today's game? And then there's, of course, there's a gospel presentation that's wrapped up in it. I mean, it's, it's a beautiful thing. It's a full 30-minute documentary-style thing. And uh, that, 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 to me, has been the best thing that we've done over 5 million people have seen it and over 17,000 people have come to Christ. Wow. And it's wow. free. It's yeah. Free. I've, I've seen them before. I, I, I know the mutual, I know the client that you're talking about. Uh, that, oh, that, yeah. I mean, those resources are just so great. Um, and, and so I, I didn't know that you were kind of uh, behind that, which is, which is pretty awesome. Um, so let's see, what's your favorite tool for ministry, like a website or an app or a tool or something like that? So we're, we're Premiere guys. So we, we work with Premiere. We work with After Effects. And, uh, but without a doubt, I mean, if you want to know what tool we're going to almost every day, it's, it's Artlist. It's, uh, are you familiar? I don't know if you're familiar with Artlist. No. It's a stock music site. Okay. You pay a certain amount. And this, uh, by the time this airs, the amount may have gone up. But you pay $199 a year. Okay. Whoa. And it's great music. Mm. Great music. This is me. I'm a musician. This is me telling you, as a musician, you would listen to this stuff. It, it just you'd listen, hmm. and it comes with any license you need for any scope for any project. Wow! Yeah. Wow, that's great. We'll put it in the show notes. That's awesome. Yeah, I think so. Uh, what's the number one thing a church can do to differentiate itself? 
I don't know about you, but where I am, there's a church on every single corner. You know, I mean, <laughs> you know, you just go down the the road and you can just kind of, you know, see all different kinds of churches within a few blocks. And so, uh, do you have any tips for that? You know, I, 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 I used to would have answered this, mm-hmm. uh, from a come and see perspective, hmm. right. From a, uh, what happens on the stage, uh, I now see this very differently and I'm, I'm a little older and I don't know, maybe wiser, maybe not, but it's a church differentiates itself when it's people really go love the community and they love the unlovely and they give a voice to the voiceless. Mm. That's how a church differentiates itself. That's where the local news will show up mm. when a church does that and they serve and they're out in the community. Um, and that, that's what I would say. I know it doesn't program well. I, I, I know you can't control it, but so. <laughs> I thought you were going to, I thought you were going to say the, uh, you know, have the funniest, uh, s- slogan on the, the church side. <laughs> uh, yeah. Aloha, man. You know? <laughs> I can't, there's still, so, there's still a couple churches near me that will remain nameless, but right. I, I'm just like, this was like, you know, 20 or 30 years ago that maybe this was like, you know, a good idea or something that was different. But now it's just like, really, like, I can't believe anyways. Yeah. Uh, I'm I'm, I'm with you, bro. Yeah. (laughs) So, uh, so, Hey, who do you recommend that I interview on the podcast next? Always looking for, um, you know, other people in the, in the church arena to, uh, interview. Do you have any recommendations? So, uh, two, Actually, um, I would recommend Rob Thomas, who owns Igniter Media, mm-hmm. and um, not that Rob Thomas from Matchbox 20, but another Rob Thomas. And uh, he's a dear friend of mine, and he has figured out a way to bring all of these videos that we do and that other companies do, great companies, Centerline and Shift and, you know, really great companies, and, and give that to churches in a subscription model. Hmm. And also offer them, you know, the original PSDs, the original for, for, for art. And he's figured it, figured this thing out. And it's, it's one of the best resources. Anyway, he would, he would be fantastic on this. Mm-hmm. And another buddy of mine who's been doing a conference in Nashville for a long time called salt is Luke McElroy. Hmm. Um, I don't know if you know Luke or not, but I'm um, familiar with him, but I don't know him. Yeah. I would be happy, obviously to, to hook you up with both of these guys. Okay. That'd be awesome. And, um, but he is, He's a young guy. He started this national conference when he was 28. Hmm. And he's that guy. Hmm. And it's for church creatives. It's for church. Sorry, I should have said creatives. I hate that word. It's for church artists. We're all creative, right? Yeah. It's for church artists. And it's for the behind the scenes people just to come and just to know that they're not, they're not idiots and they're not alone. It's pretty cool. It's called salt. Anyway, so Rob and Luke. Okay, awesome. Thanks so much. Hey, Gary, it's so great to uh, catch up with you. How can folks, if they want to know more about you, what's the best way to connect with you? So I would say um, I'm blogging on Mm GaryMo.com a lot uh, about art, Christ, leadership, that kind of thing. And um, Twitter, my handle is GaryMo. And... Facebook, Gary Molander. Uh, and then I, I did write a book and 
I don't get any proceeds from it because the licensing was so bad back when I wrote it. So I really don't like it's 10 cents or something. I don't know. But it's called Pursuing Christ, Creating Art hmm. and how not to get those two flipped around. Hmm. I think we have a tendency to pursue our art and then drag Jesus into it. Yeah. And so that's what the book is about. It's on Amazon. Okay. Awesome. We'll put the we'll put the link in the show notes for those of you trying to track it down. So, well, hey, Gary, thank you so much. This has been just great to connect with you and to learn a little bit more about what you're doing and just to kind of get some insight into video in churches because it's always changing and it's nice to kind of have the uh, perspective like yours. So thank you so much. Yeah, thank you so much for having me, John. I really do appreciate it. Wow, that was incredible. Man, Gary, thank you so much. I love connecting with him and, and just hearing his passion for the church. He is a super humble guy. I don't know if you could tell in the interview, but he has a lot of integrity. And I'm, it was just so great to connect with him. Uh, be sure to check out his work at floodgateproductions.com. Go over, read his blog at garymo.com. Uh, you can connect with him on Twitter at Gary Mo. You can find him on Facebook at Gary Molander. Um, check out his book, Pursuing Christ, Creating Art uh, on Amazon. It's a fantastic book. And uh, all these links are in the show notes over at AmplifiedImpact.org. So you can get all the links there. And while you're over there, be sure to check out the free resources that we're giving away with the opening of our Amplified Impact Blueprint course. And if you're interested in that, um, there's plenty of information over there as well. Well, as always, this has been a lot of fun. Until next time, amp it up. Helping church leaders amplify their impact and reach their communities. This is the Amplified Impact Podcast.